Hi, welcome to the Not Your Average Life Coach podcast. My name is Kay Wilson and I'm a self-empowerment coach and intuitive energy healer. And I am obsessed with helping you step into the most powerful version of yourself. If you are ready to overcome your self-doubt, transform your relationship with love, money and self-worth and start creating the future you that you have always dreamed of becoming, you're in the right place. My desire with this podcast is to help you transform the relationship you have with yourself by sharing with you tools and perspectives that will help you actualize the life you have dreamed of creating. Treat this podcast as your own personal treasure trove of rich ideas, practices and teachings that will transform your day-to-day experience. Hello guys, lovely to be back and um, excited today to be talking about why triggers are not your enemy. And the reason that I wanted to talk to you about triggers today is because we are going through very interesting times, as I've mentioned many times in my podcasts, collectively, as we go through this kind of energetic shift that started in 2020. Well, it actually started before that, but in terms of our direct experience on a collective level, in a tangible 3D way, it really started in 2020. And and it's going to be very tangible in the 3D collective until about 2025. So we are kind of on our way to halfway there. And in this experience, we're basically moving from a very 3D based reality into a, a fifth dimensional based reality. And we're passing through what's known as like the fourth dimension. And the fourth dimension is a an experience. All of these dimensions I'm talking about, even though our sci-fi fantasy movies are all very sort of, um, they portray ideas of dimensionality about, you know, an external experience that we might have. Actually, what's happening is on a quantum level. It's on an internal level. And as we move through this energetic shift, what we're actually experiencing dimensionally is shifts within ourselves and moving from this very dense heavy 3d energy that we've all been in for millennia we are now going through this really powerful transformative fiery experience internally every single one of us in this five-year period as we basically clear through all this dense energy in our being and become more connected with our actual soul selves, if you like, our more authentic um, light being soul selves. And in the process of going through this dimensional shift, what's happening is we are being exposed to a lot more light energy. And as I've explained in other podcasts, what this does is it kind of throws awareness on the parts of ourselves that are dark and dense. And and that experience is really unpleasant in many ways. And, And as we've all witnessed and continue to witness in this very turbulent time, these experiences are being manifested on many different levels in many different ways. And as we move through these experiences, we are learning more and more about who we are and the person that we want to become. And that is the dimensional shift because everything happening on a quantum level is basically on this level that is 
To get technical about it, from a quantum physics perspective, as I understand it, you have the Newtonian reality, which is basically everything that we see in this 3D reality that responds to gravity, essentially. And then you have the quantum reality, which is basically anything less than a thousandth of an inch. Once you go below that point, once you drop to that size and less, that's when you are in a quantum ex reality, a quantum experience. And the rules of that reality are very different to the rules of the Newtonian reality that we're very used to, which is very dense, which takes a long, you know, which, which you need, you know, energy to create. Um, oh God, you can tell how bad my physics is now. <laughs> But, you know, on a very 3D reality, you can't move things with your mind, you know, whereas on the quantum level, if you go to YouTube and you look up um, the slit experiment, what that basically demonstrates from a quantum physics perspective is that light energy can be directed or affected by intention, okay? I've realized I've gone off on a complete tangent to what I wanted this, originally wanted this podcast to be, but I'm just going to trust it and go with it. And you're all going to learn a lot more than I was expecting you to. <laughs> but the slit experiment is basically an, an experiment whereby they set up this, um, a light experiment to see how light moved and to see what functions it moved in and whether it moved in a wave function or a scattered, you know, chaotic way. And what they discovered was that the light would move in a chaotic way right up until they used a camera to film the experiment. And as soon as there was an observer on this experiment, the movement of these particles changed from a chaotic array into a directed wave pattern. And what they realized was that in the quantum world, the intention of the observer has an impact on how energy moves. And, and so this was, this is like mind blowing stuff for scientists because it didn't fit in with the traditional understanding of how energy moves, how energy works. But what it does do is actually explain a lot of the work that I do from a very sort of metaphysical, energetic perspective. Because as an energy healer, <clears throat> for example, when I'm working with someone's body, whether that's online or in person, it doesn't matter. And this is why everyone always asks me, how do you do energy healing through the computer? It's got nothing to do with the computer. <laughs> All I do is focus on my client's energy field. And through my intention, I can affect change in their field by supporting an intention of health. So I basically use what, what's known as entrainment. And this is what where the strongest vibration in the room essentially sets the tone for the, the energy everywhere around it. And it's like someone walking into a party 
and turning around and saying, oh my God, we need to have more fun. And then the whole party sort of waking up and being like, yeah, you're right, we do. And everyone having heaps more fun than they were before that one person arrived. That's kind of what entrainment is. It's the strongest energy being dropped into a soup of energy and the rest of that soup lining up with it. And so when you do energy healing, you set an intention and you hold that intention for the person that you're working with. That's one of love, of healing, of, you know, peace, whatever it might be. And you wait until their system aligns with your intention. <clears throat> and if this all sounds really woo-woo and really out there, I totally get it. But go and look at the, the slit experiment. I think it's called the Bell Theorem. And it's a quantum physics experiment and it literally proves that subject that everything in our reality essentially is subjective. And that, you know, I mean, we all know that everything, even dense material things, are all atoms, molecules, all vibrating at different speeds held together with this soup of energy. And when you understand how quantum physics works, you understand how these material things can change. And that's a lot of the basis of manifestation. However, I'm not going to drop into any of this now <clears throat> further than I already have. What I wanted to, to basically point out was that when we have a trigger, oh, sorry, what I wanted to point out was the shift that we're going through collectively is happening on a quantum level within us. And the the way that this is manifesting is that all our fears, our doubts, our insecurities, all of these feelings are a type of energy, excuse me, a type of vibration, which is holding our physical being in, in, in stress, in, in illness in some cases, in pain in others. And, and as we go through this shift, what we're being invited to do is basically move through that discomfort and release that energy from our system. And the way we're being asked to do that is by being triggered. Yay, I got there. <laughs> the way we're being triggered is by global situations which seem really terrifying and which might trigger within us sense of a sense of helplessness or outrage or futility or just downright fear and all these triggers are forcing us to face what is going on internally for us i don't know if you remember but at the beginning of covid like everyone was really you know in a state of shock, really, and not sure how to navigate the situation because the powers that be didn't have a clue either, essentially. And we all knew it. And, and it was the first time that on a collective global level, we all realized that there was no backup plan. There was no safety net. And, and that threw up a whole bunch of issues for all of us to navigate internally. And, you know, at the beginning of COVID, everyone, there was a big vax debate. I mean, there's still a big vax debate, but it was extremely potent right at the beginning. And then as we move through COVID, like I witnessed people around me who at the beginning of COVID were very like, everyone needs a vax. And other people were like, no one must have the vax. And there was two very distinct camps. And then as we move through COVID, I noticed that people became much more 
kind of flexible in what they were ex willing to accept in others. We became more tolerant of other people's opinions. And that was because through this experience, we'd had to navigate our own internal responses and through that process had moved through some of our own hangups about what we thought was right and wrong. And, you know, triggers are very driven by our personal beliefs about what is right and what is wrong. And they're not just on a global level, like our family members, our friends, our, our partners, our work colleagues, they are continually doing things that might trigger responses within us. And what we have a tendency to do is to blame them for causing us pain, for creating suffering in our being. And yet the irony is, is that they're really just doing them. I mean, that's all they're doing. They're, they've got their own issues and triggers that are no doubt go flying off for whatever reason, but they are showing up in the world just doing what they think is best, just like we are. Everyone's doing the same thing. We're all just trying to navigate this thing called life as best as we can. And in the process, when we're being triggered by other people, we have a choice. We can blame them for the discomfort and suffering that we're experiencing in our own system because of the perceived behaviors or actions that they're doing to create pain in our being. Or we can recognize that the trigger, okay, and even the clues in the title, right? The word trigger indicates that something is being catalyzed, okay? And that's essentially it. These outside experiences, whether they're from the news or from people we know, are acting as catalysts for our internal work, our internal healing, if you like. And it's up to us to decide whether we want to stay in a place of, I mean, even being in full awareness of our triggers. And I get this a lot with clients. They'll come in and they'll sit in front of me and they'll be like, okay, I've done a lot of work. I know my triggers. And I'm like, that's really great. That's awesome. But what about the next step? Because to me, the next step, that's where the gold lies. It's one thing to understand what your triggers are. But what we want to avoid is ending up in a situation where we're continually creating life experiences that protect us from our triggers. Because all we're doing then is actually limiting ourselves from expanding and experiencing life as fully as we can. When we can face our triggers, then we have the opportunity to move through them. And it's a bit like walking through fog, but I'll get, through, I'll get to that in a minute. What I mean by facing our triggers, it doesn't necessarily mean going to the family Christmas where that person that you really don't like is and knowing that you're going to get triggered, but going anyway and, you know, just biting your lip. That's not actually what I mean at all. Facing your triggers doesn't require any external experience. Facing your triggers is an inside job. And when you're focusing on your inside experience, your internal experience, that is where the work can really be transformative. Because staying in a place of blame, staying in a place of projection, i.e. insisting that it's not you, it's the people outside of you that are creating your suffering, 
if you're determined to stay in that place, if you're determined to fight for your limitations, by all means, go ahead. But my only concern about that is that you may not be living the happiest life that you could be or the most fulfilling life that you could be. Because you, when we blame other people, we end up in this kind of place of stasis, static pause, if you like, because in blaming somebody else, what we do is we kind of give them our power. We make them responsible for our pain, but also for our happiness. And if that person, say, is your father from your childhood and you blame him for your insecurities or your self-judgments or whatever it might be, if you are living in that place all your life, the chances are you're probably not going to have great relationships with other men and you're going to consistently experience mental health issues because you have this ongoing narrative that's probably adopted from your father that you've now internalized and made your own. But this is it, right? We take the experiences we have and we have the choice. We internalize them or we don't. And it's really interesting to observe, you know, there's so many different family dynamics, how one child in a family will internalize all their parents' crap and make it their own. And another child won't. They'll come out unscathed and just be like, well, that was them. I'm going to do me. And, and one kid's stuck in it and the other kid's not. And, <clears throat> and it's not that one kid's got it wrong. We're all naturally inclined because of our, per our in unique makeup. I was the kid that took all the stuff. My brother, whew, he was out of there. <laughs> but in taking all the stuff, I've now realized because I've chosen to work through it and continue to do it, is that I have created my own freedom by taking ownership of the fact that, yes, my parents showed up in a way that probably wasn't that helpful at that time but it's on me to decide what I do from this moment going forward. Do I make their narrative my internal narrative or do I start to change it? How long am I gonna let my past predict my future? Or when am I gonna be the actual creator of my experience? And as soon as we're willing to take ownership for our own triggers, to recognize that our triggers are literally just highlighting the parts of us that need some attention. That is all that they are doing. And trust me, I know firsthand how tempting it is to blame somebody else for our triggers. Oh my God, I hated that so-and-so said that. I can't believe they did it. They're so insensitive, X, Y, Z. But I know that I can let that just sit and simmer in my being and just feel ick for a long time. Or, and this is what I do now when I'm triggered, I will go off on my own and I will sit with my eyes closed and I will consciously feel it. I will call in the feeling that is horrible to me and I will turn it up. And I say to my system, I want to feel all of this, all of it. And I will not stop until I have felt all of it, till it's very, very dregs. And, and what I've witnessed, and it's different for everyone, but I get taken on this very sort of visual journey and this kind of fear or anger or whatever the thing that's coming up tends to kind of go through this death process. And I know that it's just part of my ego dying. But don't get me wrong, 
it can be really intense and it can be really overwhelming but and this is what i mentioned earlier about the fog to me it's like walking through fog and if you've done that you'll know that sometimes it can get really scary like you'll walk through fog and it will suddenly get really dense and you're like oh my god am i ever going to get out of here which way is up but if you keep walking through it it does actually begin to part and you do get to the other side of it but you have to keep going and what I've recently discovered, which is an added bonus to all of this, is that not only does doing that, obviously, it actually really clears it from your system. So I've done this work heaps and I know how powerfully valuable it is. And I remember when I first sat down to clear all my energy around money, it took two days. So beware that you might need to just keep revisiting it because life happens, right? Okay, so I'll do an hour and then I have to stop because, you know, whatever the reason might be, but then I'll go back to it. So you may not feel like yippee 100 immediately, but do keep going because now, like my system is just at peace. I can say the word money and the word cauliflower and they have no difference. And that, by the way, is a good test to know. <laughs> like when you can see, unless cauliflower is triggering for you, <laughs> by which, so by all means use another word like coal or something really like wood, something that has no triggering attachment for you and weigh it up against, you know, relationships, love. Um, what are the other things that trigger us? Uh, anger, like, whatever it might be, but use it to use another word that's very inanimate to compare it against and just observe this, this, the difference in your system. And what you'll find is that you'll then be able to go out into these situations and not be triggered at all. And it's so epic because you're like, oh, freedom. And you realize people say this to me so often. I'm like, what do you want more than anything? And they're like, hey, I want freedom. But what they think freedom is, is freedom from their physical situation. I tell you this now, freedom is a mental situation. It's a mindset. Freedom comes from within. So using the, the, like your feelings and your commitment to moving through your feelings is super, super powerful. So do it, please, please do it. <laughs> um, and what I discovered the other day, actually, by listening to Elizabeth April, who is pretty epic, um, you can find her on YouTube, and she's like a, she's very uh, spiritual, <laughs> to say the least. She is a channeler for all kinds of different things. So go and check her out. I don't want to muddy the waters. You, you go and decide whether she's something for you or not. But what she did say that I found really interesting and confirmed a lot of what I had already kind of intuitively experienced was that when you sit and feel through this, all these things coming up, <clears throat> you actually have the opportunity to shift your karma. Okay, and karma, it has traditionally been and is um, energy that's come from past lives and through generational bloodlines. So karma from your parents, your ancestors, as well as karma from your past lives coming into this experience through your being that is that you're here to kind of work through. Now, for centuries, in order to work through your karma, you've had to reincarnate to come and do it all again, to live that karmic experience and have a different outcome. Because of this energetic shift we're moving through right now, 
because of the increased energy that we are all being exposed to and the powerful energy that we're moving into and the DNA activations that we're all experiencing as we move from 3rd D into 5D, we are actually able now to clear our karma in this life. And the way we do it is by feeling through it. So sitting with your own stuff, if you like, has so many advantages right now. And I cannot recommend it enough. So hopefully that has cleared up triggers for you. <laughs> and, and hopefully your takeaway from this, if nothing else, is that even when you feel triggered in the moment, just saying to yourself, this is a part of me that needs healing. This is a part of me that needs attention, that needs love, whatever you want to call it. But recognizing that this is not something that's being done to you. This is something that's being done for you. And it's an opportunity. Just that shift alone can make a really powerful, beneficial shift to the way that you experience life. So I hope that this has been beneficial. And if you think it's going to help others, please share it with them because we need to spread the love as much as possible right now. And if you're watching me on YouTube, please like this and subscribe. And please, again, share with anyone that you think it could benefit. I also frequently share little snippets on my Instagram, which is at kwilsonlove. So please feel free to follow me there for more frequent um, little updates. And yeah. I send you all much love. If you would like a session with me, come to my website, www.kwilson.love. And I'll see you soon. Lots of love, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.